It's getting nice and steamy here today on Press B to Cancel. Today on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> over the intro did you guys know i'm hosting a uh, press me to cancel episode today it's the first time since probably this time last year i could not be happier and uh, i know we normally do the introductions but it, I, I just wanted to flex for a minute and point that out so everybody welcome into press me to cancel the show where uh, the points are made up and the hosts don't matter so with me today my good friends uh sick jake say hello sir go on all right wonderful and uh, Sinistar. Hello. Now, Char just called us Judases, but I'm gonna I'm gonna earn some points back because I'm gonna say, "Good evening, Jake." Oh, look at that! Sinistar loves that DP man. I've never seen somebody. You're muted, Jake. Look, I muted because I was trying to do something, and now you distract me with a vile concoction in front of you as. For audio listeners need to know, he's sipping back a uh, Dr. Pepper in a bottle, no less. Not even in a can. Okay, Disgusting. can you show the bottle real quick? I, I'm not saying you have to show the label, but look at the shape of this bottle. I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but for whatever reason, Dr. Pepper tasted better when the top half of the thing was like a, almost like a rounded triangle or like a cone, I think is the technical word for it. Do you guys remember <laughs> when Dr. Pepper's had the cone? A, a boob with a nipple? Cone of shame? Huh? No, a, not the cone of shame. It was the, the DP cone. You know what I'm talking about, listeners, viewers, nobody? Anyway. That yeah, was, raise your hand if you're familiar with the DP cone. That's my anybody? DP. Anyway. Anybody? Uh, <laughs> uh, important point of fact before we jump in. There are three of the five hosts here today. We did that uh, on purpose, of course. Every now and then, people deserve a week off. Hell, I took 48 weeks off in a row. And uh, we do this so that if there's any voting that needs to happen for anything, we at least have what is called a quorum or a majority of the hosts. So, guys, if you decide you want to change anything major about the outlay or, um, you know, overall workings of the channel, we can vote on I it just, tonight and it'll count. I just keep making sure that I show up because I know you guys are going to vote me off if I'm not here. No, that's not absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> we can't replace you with a hat. No, no, we cannot. <laughs> a shahatner. I could oh, no, I could no. mail it to someone. I could mail it to someone. <laughs> so if, it, wouldn't get past if the it's not immediately clear to everybody what tonight's discussion is about, it's supposed to be about the Steam Deck, a handheld uh, job that we have uh, lovingly, I think four-fifths of us own a, a Steam Deck. <laughs> I'm the only yeah. one who doesn't really know anything about what it is. In fact, I'm fairly certain that Sinistar holding that up is the first time I've seen one outside of Marco Polo. So, uh, well done. I am going to ask you all to very basically uh, sell me on why I need a Steam Deck. Because I'm a big fan of the handheld jobs. I love my Game Boy. In fact, my wife has kind of been enjoying since Christmas a resurgence uh, on her Game Boy. She's been collecting. And um, there's some really cool mod kits for Game Boys as well to upgrade those. And anyway... Not what the episode's about, but we're really getting back into handhelds. Uh, so I'm really excited about this episode and to find out what the kind of evolution of these these hand jobs are like. So uh, let's 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 get to it. Sounds good. Um, I can go ahead and start if you yeah, like. Tell me, sure. Uh, like I'm five. What's a Steam Deck? Okay, so uh, you're familiar with the Nintendo Switch, correct? Yeah, it's by Nintendo. Okay. Okay, so imagine a Nintendo Switch that is for primarily Steam, for Steam games, so okay. PC games. But in an ecosystem unlike Nintendo, they actually want you to have control. They want you to be able to hack it. They want you to be able to replace hardware. They want you to be able to do whatever you want. They want you to have ownership of the device. So you're telling me I can play Mega Man 11 handheld, not in front of my PC. Yes. Yeah, Sold. totally. Everybody that's been pressed me to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that's that's kind of the, the bare bones of it, right? Is uh, yes. It's a handheld computer that yeah. is basically designed for gaming from your Steam library. 
Yeah. Right. So um, I'll show it on for those that are listening. If you want, you can either look it up or or watch the watch the the footage. But basically, uh, you know, much like the the Nintendo Switch, you've got you know your regular A B X Y buttons. You've got two uh, analog sticks. You've got a D pad. Uh, but throw on top of it two touchpads that have haptics, so they they vibrate, they respond to uh, you know feedback, etc. Um, you've got a, a nice large screen, and we'll talk about that in a minute because the yeah. the screen on mine is actually slightly different than the one that Jake just got, and we're going to talk about the two options that you can get. But basically, and then inside, um, it is it is genuinely a um, a PC, as it were. Um, it has, for those that are familiar with the, there's kind of two major um, uh, processor providers. There's Intel and there's AMD. It has an AMD processor. It has an AMD graphics card in it. It has, um, you know, a decent amount of, of, of uh, memory. It has replaceable uh, disk storage. It has a, a micro SD slot. Um but, uh, I mean, the primary thing is, is basically you can play your Steam library out of the gate. And with a little bit of work, you can play pretty much any PC game. Yeah, that's the shocking thing is I, I thought it was more of a restricted device. Uh, but no, it's really not. Pretty much everything outside the latest, greatest AAA titles, everything else works on it just fine. I think and even most of, of the though, most of the latest and greatest AAA titles still work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, people when it first came out in 2022, I mean, that was the year of Elden Ring. The first thing people did was throw Elden Ring on there. Does it run at 60 frames? No, but it runs at like easily 30 at the time. I think it's even better nowadays. But it's yeah. it's an interesting device, and it, it does more than you think it would. And, and I'm always surprised. Like since I've gotten it, I got it up for my birthday, and uh, since I've, I've picked it up, it's it's been surprising me every time I turn it on with what I can get away with running on there, whether it's new or old. Um, you had mentioned uh, handhelds and uh, hand jobs, GP. Uh, okay. One of the reasons why I didn't. So, you know, the handheld jobbers. <laughs> yes. I don't want to get all steamy in here. I'm hearing One of the reasons why I didn't buy a device because so Sinistar, Wolf, and, and Chart have had theirs, I think, since, since 2022 or it started last year, right? Or 2023. Um, I got mine in December uh a year ago december um and chard and i got ours literally days apart um we ordered them essentially the same day and because he's closer to valve central he got his like a day before mine okay and then wolf got his a few months after i think for christmas right chard saying 2022 2022 okay so you guys have had it for a while and i i was real tempted to get one for the longest while but i put it off and the one of the reasons why is because I've done the handheld route before. Um, like I'd recently bought in the Retroid Pocket, which is a little Chinese handheld device uh, for retro games. I and mean, it does everything up to Dreamcast, although not so great. But I kind of I figured that's what I would mostly play on a device that was, that was like this. I wouldn't really do much modern games. I didn't think it could run modern games in a, in a playable way. Um, and it wasn't until I really took a hard look at it, I realized, no, you can run Elden Ring. You can run Monster Hunter World on it. I even got Guild Wars 2, which is, in no way controller friendly, but I got to work on the Steam Deck pretty awesome because the input choice is on there. So it's been running everything I, I could ever think of, of putting on there. It's been fantastic. But I put it off mostly because I didn't think I would use it enough, honestly. So it's it's interesting how I've changed my mind on this. So on top of that, let's touch a little bit because we are a retro podcast. Um, so on top of that, um, uh, the, the modding the modding ecosystem, right? And when we say modding, I'm not talking necessarily specifically game modding. I'm talking like even hardware modding or operating system modding or, you know, whatever. Um, the modding community has basically taken this and said, okay, so this is just a computer running running just a computer operating system with a, with a Steam overlay that makes it nice and user-friendly. Um, let's, uh, let's create a whole bunch of tools and one of the best tools out there is called Emudeck or Emudeck. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Emudeck is how I say it. And it installs essentially every emulator, I think up to like a PS3 emulator. Um, you, it includes Switch, it includes Yuzu. Yeah, which, sorry, Yuzu. And okay, not that we condone piracy, uh, but maybe. <laughs> does it include the 64? Because the 64 is like yes. notoriously yes. difficult for games to. It, 
It does, but it has the same notorious problems. Okay. The, the, the notorious problems with the Nintendo 64 less about the hardware that they run on these days and more that the emulation of the hardware is, is still very difficult to do. It's funny. I talk about one of my favorite Nintendo 64 games. We had, we, we coming up, I'm going to shout out uh, Superpod uh, Saga podcast. We uh, we did a, a number of us did a guest appearance on there talking about the fifth generation consoles, including the Nintendo sixty four, and I referenced that one of my absolute favorite games is Doctor Mario sixty four. What's really surprising is that is a two D game that is constantly poorly emulated in and it and it, it carries over. So when you if you want to look at the Nintendo sixty four, expect what you get with pretty much all of the others. Yeah, I haven't messed with N64 ROMs on the Steam Deck yet, um, but I've done, I mean, I've done SNES, Genesis, uh, Switch, uh, Wii U, Wii have all been fantastic. I've been playing Rhythm Heaven, uh, which is a Wii game, and uh, it, it requires a very low latency screen and really responsive controls, and it does that perfectly. Jeez. I've not tried the N64. That is interesting, though. But, I mean, you're right. Like The N64 problems are, are it's not exclusive to the, the, the Steam Deck for sure. Um, but it runs it runs everything really well. Like the one of the issues I had with my Retroid Pocket when I put uh, a front end on there, because when you have when you're going to put Retro on a handheld device, you usually want to put everything on there. You want to get all thousands of ROMs and you want the images and maybe you want videos and all that junk because you want it to look nice when you're scrolling through those games you'll never play. So <laughs> if you're like me, that's what I've done <laughs> multiple times already. But Emu Deck does it in a way that makes it a hell of a lot easier. It, it, it does all the uh, uh, files and BIOS for you. Uh, it when it download, it has a scraper built in that pulls the file, the images and videos for you if you want them. Um, it actually does a nice feature where it downloads the picture of the cartridge, the box art, and the screenshot, and then it creates a PNG of them matted together. So you can delete all the individual files and it massively okay. saves on space. So anybody who's done a, a custom handheld with or a custom emulation set with LaunchBox or something, you know how much space the, the metadata and the images take. EmuDeck is fantastic with which is compressing that down. And it's also, I think, a package you can get on Windows. It's not necessarily exclusive to the Steam Deck, but it runs sure. really well in the Steam Deck. And the, it was a seamless process, honestly, to get uh, everything running. Before we move, I want to call out that, you know, the the 1200 roms that i have for my nintendo entertainment system keep the 20 that i play company okay <laughs> yeah you don't want them getting Village. cold you, really? you've got to you've got to yeah. huddle them together it's like it's like that. chickens in the winter when they sleep they they stay alive by huddling together yeah do you guys remember that time we all played uh shredder's revenge together yeah 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 is that something that you could do on this sort of platform uh Abs you know, oh, yeah. and, and connect runs fantastic Absolutely. Tried. yeah okay so it yeah. does have internet capabilities yeah it, yes. well and and that's the thing is it is it is a it is a pc i mean mm -hmm. there you can actually switch to the pc desktop you can get out of the game mode and if you have, uh, you know, a, a dock with a HDMI cable and, and a USB, you can plug a keyboard and a mouse in it. You could use this. You could use this as your regular computer. You sure. could daily drive yeah. this as your regular computer. Wow. So, so that was another point where I wasn't quite, I wasn't no. quite sure if I wanted one was because it doesn't run Windows. I mean, it could if you really wanted to. But out of the box, it runs Linux, a flavor of Linux. And then it has a game mode, which is basically Steam big, big picture mode. For anybody who has Steam, you probably use big picture but then it has a desktop environment, but it runs on Linux. And I'm one of those guys for years. I was told, you know, Linux is great. Use Linux. You don't need windows just, and, but I always held back because it couldn't run the games I wanted to play. But valve over the last 10 years has been doing so much for Linux gaming. And I know it's not just valve. There's a, a whole community of people well, pushing gaming on Linux. Valve. It's been fantastic. Valve. Uh, so uh, just to give a little history on that, there's been a couple, um, Windows emulators, the kind of the big one that comes out is is called Wine. Windows, uh, I don't, Wine is not an emulator, I think is what it stands for, but um, it is an emulator. Well, what it is, is it's actually a translation package. So what they did is a lot of the, I'm going to get a little technical, I'm going to try to make it a little less technical, but basically every single call that software can make to the Windows operating system is is documented. And where you run into copyright issues is not 
taking that call and making it work. It's copying the underlying code so that it, so that it basically is a duplicate of that. So what people did with with Wine is they said, okay, so let's say I make a call to draw a pixel on the on the screen. I know that how that's called in Windows, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to basically make it so that it works in Linux the way that it does, and then we'll we'll just go with it. So it's it's not technically an emulator; it's a translation of of basically how system calls work. And so Wine did that for years and years and years. The problem that they ran into is is uh, gaming software is particularly hard to write those those translation layers and that's really where steam stepped in they created a product called proton and proton is a translation layer between the operating system and the graphical hardware in particular but obviously other pieces but like 3d 3d accelerators gpus you've heard of them as gpus uh guy prime units and uh <laughs> absolute unit yeah exactly but that's really where steam came in is and this started Jake wanted to talk about this. This is a good segue. They started with with what they called steam machines years ago. They actually yeah. built these console devices or had other companies build them. But they basically created the software. The uh, you know they used Linux, but they created the software underneath the Steam API, and then they had other manufacturers create these machines. Yeah, and they failed. But this is oh. actually yeah. Go ahead. So how do they, I mean, they, yes, as a, as a concept of, of people making these machines to do consoleized version of PC gaming, maybe that part failed and with you, but that was when, that was when we had a shift, right? Before then, the idea of playing games in your PC, it meant a desk, it meant a mouse, and it meant a keyboard. Uh, sure, there's, you know, there's controllers, uh, but a lot of the time it was joy to key or other some, you know, janky software or drivers they had to mess with. It was it was definitely not a seamless experience until you know we had Microsoft bringing X input and whatnot. Um, like I remember when I first bought a bunch of Xbox 360 controllers when there was finally support for for Windows on it, and a lot of that drive to use those controllers on a PC was because of the concept of Steam machines. Because with it, Valve brought in Steam Big Picture Mode. Big Picture Mode is where it takes the Steam window, blows it up to the 10 foot interface so that you can navigate with the controller. And that was huge for, for yeah. gaming on a PC on your couch. And that's that's how I like to play PC games for years was because of that that shift. I didn't have a Steam machine, but I definitely bought a small desktop computer and I made it a media PC and I exclusively just to play games on big picture mode on Steam. I even I think I linked uh, Cody in there as well as a non-Steam app, just so I could pull up my video and media. Like I I heavily used a PC on my TV. I got rid of cable and it was just games and streaming and Cody all on that fake steam machine. And it was a huge shift because of valve, I think. So I think in that it was very successful. Well, and that's, and that's really what steam has done valve. That's really what valve has done is they've taken a number of concepts. So steam machines, uh, the steam link, the steam controller, you know, they've had a whole bunch of these hardware products that they've taken all of the pieces that worked and they've condensed it all down. And now we have a couple yeah. different items. We have their, we have their uh, valve index, their 3d heart or their, uh, uh, yeah, their 3d, VR. um, VR hardware and, yeah. and the steam deck. And, um, I mean, they basically took everything that worked and they, it's that fail fast or that fail into success, right? Like your best right. way to success is to determine your failures and learn from them, right? Like the Steam controller especially was probably not a successful product for them sales-wise, but it opened up the idea of like a very customizable controller that let you play games on PC that didn't necessarily have controller support, right? Because it had trackpads on the Steam controller, mm-hmm. so it made games like Civ and, and real-time strategy games possible on a controller. But whether it, as it failed as a device commercially, they use that tech, like you said, on the Steam Deck, right? So when we look at the Steam Deck, these haptic trackpads, I mean, they were circles on the Steam controller, but these are basically the same technology. They even feel the same. They even sound the same. Yeah. But the concept of triggers in the back, that's what the Steam controller had. The buttons even feel the same. Like there's a lot of DNA in the Steam controller that's in the Steam Deck now, and it's... And you can see where they pull it from. It's fantastic. So I, they've built on their concept over the last 10 years, whether they're, they're successful or not, they've made it successful now, which is yeah. quite great. Would you mind holding that back up and then tilting it forward? It looks like a beefy little machine, but then if you tilt it forward, 
it doesn't look like it's very thick at all. It's um, it's probably a, about an inch thick. Okay. Yeah. Just like, like never mind. <laughs> so I have a switch. Does, does it feel have, pretty sturdy though? Party. I mean, at any point, do you oh. feel like you're gonna oh. crack the screen no. by? No, this thing is 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 rock solid. It feels. Okay. I mean, and it's a chunk. It's a it. It's heavy. It's heavy yeah. for what it is. Yeah. So let, okay, let, let's go to some basic stuff real quick. I, I love everything you guys are saying. I'm very interested, but I want to talk about button placement and uh, ergonomics yeah. here. Yeah. So obviously, the yeah. controllers look very comfortable. Having the two, um, not the D pad. The D pad's way up there in the corner. Not the track pads, but right above there with the uh, the analog stick. Those being on the same level just on opposite sides do those feel like they're well placed or is that kind of a chore to get to those yeah now i'm gonna call this out because chard's in chat and so we're gonna have a fight in chat anyway but um his votes don't uh, count it's us three right there you go but one of the things that i like about the xbox 360 controller now i know that they're not i know that they're not on the same plane but the left control great controller the left control stick fits fits my thumb my you know like your thumb shouldn't be down here curved and bent right mm-hmm. so yeah and that's that's the way that the that the steam deck is 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 it i mean it feels when you when you hold on to the the d-pad it's or the you know the it's it's exactly where it needs to be well it's completely yeah. symmetrical uh except the d-pad yeah. on the left side and the right side is the uh yeah you know abxy which is fine. Which is great. I just I haven't seen a mirrored controller like that in a while. It's kind of gone out of, out of you know vogue. I will so be it, honest it, with you. Um, the ability to move from the right stick to the to the buttons mm-hmm. is actually less clunky to me than than other controllers where you have to like pull your finger down, right? Yeah. So I, I've gotten so used to that kind of configuration, you know, with with all that. So to see everything lined up that i know i've gotten completely used my switch pro controller so i'm kind of always like i don't know how to really explain it if if you know you know but uh yeah i i hold it like this what do you mean i have but that's that's what it is right with the switch like i i mean i another reason why i didn't want a steam deck is because i did have a switch and i was playing a lot of games on the switch that i would have played on the steam deck but i have I have carpal tunnel and I got a lot of hand pain and, and holding the joy cons. Like, I mean, I showed on video, I have some 30 party joy cons on my, my switch, but they're basically the same button layout and it sucks to hold on to them and press them. The buttons are too small, no matter what control I use. And they're in an awkward placement. And on the steam deck, it feel, it looks weird being at the very top of the device, but it has to be because it is a chunky boy. It's thick. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the buttons at the very top, then the, the balance when you're holding it would be off. So it's, it's interesting. They put at the top, but it was definitely designed very smartly by having up there for in terms of balance when you're holding the device. Yeah. It's definitely no. not something I want to lug on a bus all the time, though. I also want to oh, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I wanted to call out one more thing about specifically button placement and the and the grip. Uh, you know, one of the things that drives me nuts, and Jake has solved this with his with his third party Joy Cons, but about the switch, is the thing is the, holding on to it. You're holding on to a yeah. wedge, right? Yeah. This. Yeah. Your hand holds on to it. How it's you know how your hand grip, you know yeah. for those wa- listening, I'm I'm showing the the grip on the the Steam Deck. It's insane. The, yeah. The yeah. So uh, two things I'll say. The reason that I mentioned that about the grip and the button placement, uh, you guys know um, I'm big into speed running, and I've gotten used to with the retro games very specific movements in my memory, which mm-hmm. I understand it's not going to be the same. But as I've you know, gone back and played things on on the Switch that are, you know, from the, the classics library, it's harder to initiate those kind of things, you know, that, that Twitch movement uh, because of the button placement. So not that I'm wanting to speed right. run things, um, but it's nice to know that the translation is going to be there for the older games. Well, so and the great thing too I... with the Steam Deck is it's using Steam and Steam is, mm-hmm. has done amazing stuff when it comes to customization of controls. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I was able to play, I mean, playing Guild Wars 2, which for those who don't know, it's an MMO you got a hot bar. You got you got like eight skills on there. It's various things to do, but there's enough controls on the Steam Deck and with the Steam software, you can customize every control. It, there's actually a control for it's a capacitive touching of the joystick. It knows when your thumb is on top of the joystick. Yep. So there, there could, that can be a button, that can be a sensor, that can be a trigger, all within software. It's it's something they pulled from the VR controllers again. 
another example of what Valve has taken from previous hardware and has kind of melded it together to make the Steam Deck. But the idea of everything being there customizable is fantastic. The trackpads, I used to use them on the on the Steam controller. You can make that uh, as an over like an on-screen menu that pops up when you put your finger on the on the touchpad. So there's controls can be customized however you want for any game. It's not like the the uh, the switch where if you want to control can change the controls on a switch if the game doesn't have that built in you have to go to the menu and change the controls for everything in the system and it messes you up uh, it's a lot more customizable in steam can i just call out i have my i on my switch or on my switch i reverse a and b because nintendo for some <laughs> reason thinks things are backwards but um yeah. but i reverse them and every time i i i power on well, every time I bring my switch out of sleep state, it tells me my buttons are configured differently. Do I want to keep that or not? Every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I had the same with because um, we have the like I said the the uh, throwback libraries or whatever on the switch. So when we purchased the whatever for the 64, playing Goldeneye, I mean, geez, Alu, whoever thought, and I, I understand. It was probably just an attempt to sell more of the Switch in the, uh, Nintendo 64 controllers. But if you're using a, a, a pro controller for the Switch for GoldenEye, you've got to redo the button mapping. It's absolutely horrible. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to have three hands to play GoldenEye. And I do, but I don't have the controller anymore, at least not the one for the Switch. So, yeah, uh, N64, was, N64 was special like that in that... Yeah. Even today, there's just no controller like the N64 controller, and it's just you're right. It is hard to emulate. Like I have the arcade stick behind me. I recently got an analog uh, mod for the joystick on it, and I'm trying. And I did it because I wanted to play N64 games uh, using that, an arcade stick. But I <laughs> trying to figure out where I should put the D-pad buttons, where I should put the C buttons, and having it work across games. I thought I had it down until I freaking spun up Turok, and then I realized <laughs> how awful some of the games just yeah. play on the on the N64. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so yes, back to the Steam Deck, the giant pile of Steam Deck. I honestly feel like the the control the the placement. I, I it feels very well thought out. I'll be honest. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I thought to myself, "Well, I'm not going to buy that device because, like, I thought you know the placement of the buttons were going to be uncomfortable, you know." And now that I have the thing. It feels natural. It feels incredibly natural. So, okay. yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, I am considering buying one, but the first immediate thing that comes to mind other than uh, Mega Man 11, which is a Christmas gift. Thank you, Sinistar. Uh, the one thing I would love to play on the go that I've never been able to do is the uh, Final Fantasy randomizers. And I just yeah. think that would be great to be able to sit on my couch, be like, I got a few minutes, let's, let's, you know, put in free enterprise and, and get it going. I would love to do that. So the fact that you can do that kind of shit would be. Yeah. Amazing. And the battery life on retro is amazing, oh, yeah. right? Like the, oh, the yeah. one thing with a handheld is that you're always struggling with the battery life. And when you're playing modern PC games on it, I, I, on my the version I have, I get maybe two and a half hours with monster hunter world, which is a pretty graphic intense game. But if I play retro on it, it's hours. Like it's, it's quite a solid battery for retro. Yeah, I, then, I honestly can go a couple days between charges if I'm just playing retro. Are there, this is kind of weird, but are there like, um, do you have the capability for downloading things from, uh, probably not iOS, but if you're an Android user, like, could I download some piece of shit like Marvel Snap, for example? Or is that... <laughs> you mean a potential game of the year for 2022, Marvel <laughs> Snap? Uh, it just so happens... Yes, it does work on the Steam Deck. And there's a few things why it works really well in the Steam Deck. One is that it has the trackpads, which mimics a mouse. But it's also a touchscreen, which I didn't realize how good that would be. But it's a touchscreen, and there's an on-screen keyboard if you want to use it that way. Totally works with Marvel Snap. The only issue I had, when you're in the Steam, uh, the game mode, and you're installing Marvel Snap, and if you have to log into your Gmail... Uh, mm -hmm. It pops up a browser window to type in your password. And it, it actually warns you that this is not a legitimate browser. That was weird. I had to go to yeah. desktop mode and load up <laughs> Chrome and then log in there. So it was a bit getting that to, to install was a bit tricky. But that's the thing with with this. I mean, the Steam Deck out of the box, it works with anything in Steam for the most part that is marked as Steam verified, which is a shocking large number of titles. But even if it's not Steam verified, odds are you can probably get it working if you're willing to like you know get your hands dirty for ten minutes and go into desktop mode and and, and Marvel Snap is one of those. 
And the internet community is, is, is very friendly on this. And there's guide after guide and guide or guide after guide after guide. There's YouTube channel after YouTube channel that talks about ways to do things. Um, you know, even if you're not familiar or comfortable with the Linux desktop, it's a Linux desktop. That's very close to a windows kind of desktop. Yeah. I mean, just a few differences, but it'll guide you, you know, very closely. Even if you have to like open a text terminal and do a few commands, it'll just say, open it and run this command, you know, like copy paste this. Yeah. And there's like, there's, um, there's a, there's a thing called heroic, heroic launcher. There's a couple options of doing it, but if you go in the desktop mode and install heroic launcher, uh, that lets you install, uh, Gog's launcher, uh, Epic games launcher, all kinds of sort of things. So like I recently, the Yakuza series went on sale on Gog for like ridiculous percent off, like 80% off. So I picked it up, but I'm like, well, I would really like to play this on the steam deck, but I don't want to buy them on steam when I have them on Gog. Well, once I installed Gog on the steam deck, it just it adds the game to the game mode whenever I, I spin that up. So it's been pretty pretty easy to get the games from GOG ported over. And Epic Games is similar. And I just installed Battle.net today. I haven't had a chance to mess with it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to play Diablo 4 to, to check out that new season, see if it's worth picking up again. But I've been pretty playing much Diablo you run 2 on it. There. I've been playing Diablo great, 2 right? Remaster on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. This seems like kind of a dream machine for people who travel quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, for and sure. that's the other thing. Other than sitting on my couch and doing a randomizer, something that typically I could only do on my my PC, I just think we fly, we we drive, we travel so often that uh, it would be nice to have access to multiple platforms and multiple everything uh, over the road. The only thing I think yeah. to keep in mind is the battery life. The battery life, I mean, it's it's like the Switch in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And if you are playing a more modern game, like I keep bringing up Monster Hunter World because I'm playing it a lot. I get two and a half hours of battery life. If you have the LCD version, I think it's about two hours. Um, but even games like Valheim, which may not look like a modern game, I know it has a retro aesthetic to it, but because it's running on it's running on the um, Unity engine, I believe it is, it just sucks power. There's ways to you know hack things, lower the battery draw, and, and tinker with it if you really want to. But out of the box, a lot of games only get you like two, two and a half hours. So you got to keep that in well, mind. I, I tend to pause games frequently because I'm driving. So I think I could probably make it last, you know. Yeah, and the nice no, thing okay. is... Horrible this... joke, sorry. <laughs> okay. Got, ah, gotcha. I missed sorry. it. That's I missed flat. it. I'm, I'm with you now. That was... Yeah. I'm laughing on the inside. Can we edit this in post? Should I give it another run? No, no, we're not editing. No, we'll keep going? Okay. <laughs> we don't have the budget for post. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll just take the laughs. I got three kids, GP. I don't got time. <laughs> We'll just take the laughs that are happening right now, and we'll just we'll just yeah. transpose yeah. them over yeah. <laughs> in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, yeah it right. was a Steam Deck or a microphone, not a Steam Deck and a microphone. Yeah, I really just want that microphone. But, but the yeah. Steam Deck does have microphones on it. It does. Which yeah, yes. I saw that in chat earlier. Yeah, uh, I believe it was yeah. was saying that, and then Chard was asking uh, if it was hard to handle if you have smaller hands. Now we we have it well documented and recorded that Sinistar has giant mitts. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, my hands, thumb to pinky, is only about two and a half, three inches. So I got these <laughs> tiny little guys I'm working with. So I'll let you know, Shard. If I buy one. I think I, I need to. Spoiler alerts, I probably will. I don't know how immediate it's going to be. Um, I guess I, I've got a couple big questions I'm going to save for the end, uh, but I'm pretty sure I could play like Silver Surfer on this, yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my absolutely. God. Silver Surfer with the track It'll pack? Be, you, wait, you, wait, you'll actually play Silver Surfer finally? I should I should do it. I should pick it up and actually get through it once in my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard people speed run that game. Maybe you could get in on that. I don't see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be one of the 20, uh, 20 uh, ROMs that are kept uh, company by the thousands that just thousands hang around. Of games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's a sickness, uh, really. I, I have to stop myself. How many I put on there that I'll never play. Maybe I'll play Mahjong in Japanese someday. Maybe, but uh, but it's there in case I want to, including a screenshot for some stupid reason. What are we yeah. missing? We've talked about uh, graphical capabilities, controller setup. We've talked about the bonuses. We, what, we should what am I talk about the differences between. Yeah. So the thing with the Steam Deck is so it came out in 2022. And again, this is another reason why I didn't buy one originally because I was worried that. It would be released and kind of Valve would kind of forget about it or they would release, my worry is they release a brand new one a year later. Um, but they came out and said 
they're pretty committed to the Steam Deck as it is now. Though they're they're looking at a future Steam Deck two, whatever that may look like, but it will not be for a number of years. They're they're not they're not aiming to build a new one like an iPhone every year. They don't want to be that kind of company. Um, but they did release a, a small update. Uh, the original Steam Deck was an LCD model, and they released an OLED version, which is what I picked yeah. up. So I think Sinistar, I think you said you had some stats between the two. Yeah. Now it's not it's not as small a change as you would think. Um, while they were refreshing the 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 display, because the primary the primary changes they went from LED, you know, an LED back to LCD, right? Which is what you know most monitors are, you know, different things like that. They refreshed the screen um, to what's called OLED. And OLED has, um, yeah, it, it, OLED has a, a, a much better um, brightness, uh, contrast ratio. Um, the viewing angle is fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, the the color the the color accuracy is actually a hundred and ten percent accurate. You may ask how that works, but ah. what there is is there's there's a there's a a definition of what's accurate. And if you're at hundred percent, they call it srgb accurate if you go beyond that you actually have it's it's accurate to what the actual color spectrum is and they basically say this is accurate enough this is 100 percent. most people's eyes can't tell beyond that that actually has an accuracy of about 110 percent. so Ooh. um the oled actually has uh it, it has better battery life because it consumes less power in certain ways yeah um they also increased and this is kind of cool how they did it so um, Jake, you were holding yours up and, um, let me, let's see here. So if you look, the bezels are kind of, are kind of big on the original, the, the black border around the, around the screen. Yeah. If you look at yours, once it comes up, you're, you're, you're going to have less bezels. The actual glass is the same size. So yeah. all of the, all of the screen accessories. So the screen, you know, covers, et cetera, continue to work as they should. Um, but it's, it's instead of a seven inch display, it's a 7.4 inch display on the OLED, um, uh, with a better battery life. Um, they also increased the refresh rate from 60 Hertz to 90 Hertz, which is actually pretty um, huge. I yeah. can say, um, now don't, don't, I mean, the thing is, is on a display this size and when you're traveling around, even if you turn down the settings to 30 Hertz to save battery, most of the things don't look, they don't look like it's a, it's, it doesn't feel like you've slowed things down and made them worse. It's right. Um, and then, yeah. um, but the 90 Hertz is, is, is sweet. Um, let's see. Yeah. Like the refresh they, rate is interesting. Cause like, I just, this is the year where I, I just finally got a new monitor that is uh, not 60 Hertz. Like I, I had a 60 Hertz wide display for, for years. And I just got one now, and I think I'm running 120 on my monitor. And once you have it, it looks nice having the higher refresh rate, but uh, but it's yeah. not critical, especially for handheld, right? Like, and when I look at the screen, it's OLED screen. Is it a nice screen? Absolutely. I mean, I have a Samsung phone uh, which has an OLED display. So when you you see the black level, like the, if you have a black web page, it is black. It doesn't have that off gray that some LCDs do. You don't see the lighting have, but, behind it. Exactly. But I mean, like I almost saw on a switch and I mean, I, I don't have a steam deck. I don't have the steam deck with the LCD display to compare to, but I compare my OLED screen on my steam deck with my switch. The switch display is still a really nice screen. The LCD mm -hmm. is not bad. It still looks fantastic. Sure. It's sure. just the OLED is there is improvement. It's not. It's, I mean, I can't say it's not, but I, for me, it's mostly the viewing angles and the black level looks really nice, Yeah. but it's not a must have. They did introduce HDR. Um, and I don't know how familiar you guys are with HDR, but basically high dynamic range. So that's part of the blacks that he's talking about is it actually turns on the brightness for only the areas that are showing non-black, right? And so blacks look like blacks where an LCD or an LED, the, the backlight is kind of always on. Mm -hmm. um, so they did increase the battery um, from a 40 watt hour to a 50 watt hour. Um and then they also Which actually works out changed... to be, so it works out to me. So I've, I've already done online about this for folks who play monster hunter. Uh, for most people on the LCD steam deck, they get two hours. And with the yeah. OLED version, I get two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, one of the other big questions that I have, if, I mean, if we're not done with the current topic, of course, don't let me skip ahead if there's more that you all want to make sure everybody knows. What are the attachments like? Are there any peripherals? Are there any, I mean, part of the staples in the history of, of handheld gaming is things that you can add on to improve it. Does this have any or does it need any? So there are, there is, well, let me, I'll, I'll hold this up. So let me, let me unattach it from the, the power and stuff. So they have, they have a dock. So this is a Steam Deck dock, Steam Deck dock. Say that 17 times fast. So, but the way that the Steam Deck is laid out, you'll notice it doesn't connect here. It's just, it actually just takes the little cable and plugs into the top. But it has, you know, your HDMI, it has your display port, it has your um, uh, hard, hard-lined Ethernet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that is an official, that's an official um, uh, accessory. Um, all so, of them... Well, Writing that out, so you also don't have to buy the the name brand dock. I wanted a dock that worked with the Steam Deck, but also worked with Nintendo Switch because my I lost my Switch one while I was moving, so I actually bought this one from Gilly Kit. It's cute. Oh, it's named. Cool. It's, it's yeah. designed after SNES, but mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it, the angle can be adjusted to be based on the device you're using. It oh, has all the cool. ports in the back, and this I tested it today. I, got, I just got this today. It works with the Switch, although the Switch has to go upside down for the cable, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But it works. It, it, it docks no problem. And of course, it works with the Steam Deck. Yeah. You don't so, want to have docking issues. So that's good. Yeah. So you call you specific. So I have the, the official Steam Deck dock. You'll see the Steam Deck logo there. Um, but what's interesting is I have for my for my laptop, I have a little dock that's that's from Dell. You'll see it says Dell on it. And it has a little cable. And it has all of the, you know, the connectors in this little this little puck. This thing works fantastically with my Steam Deck works okay. fantastically not so a sponsor. not a sponsor so you but you can literally go buy a usb-c dock and yeah. uh, 99 out of 100 is probably going to work with the thing okay yeah because uh, it is basically a pc right so any pc like anything usb will work with it like i've used my fight sticks they're no problem they work with it any mice keyboards like it's everything you could think of that would work in a pc would likely work with the steam deck it's, it's pretty good yeah okay so then, um, yeah, kind of the follow-up question there is, which I guess you guys have already answered, but if uh, if I wanted to do non, you know, built-on controllers, if I wanted to plug in like a USB controller, so, mm-hmm. you know, you can always do that. Absolutely, okay. you can do that. You can also do Bluetooth controllers. Um, yep, wireless. Okay. And, it, and it has support. Funny enough, I took, I took you know, one of the other greatest controllers, the um, Switch Game Pro Cube? controller. Uh, that's a good the switch one, yeah. pro controller right it's the same one i got and, oh yeah and i connected it via bluetooth to the steam deck and it actually identified it and it even reversed all of the buttons for me the way so you wanted it, it to no 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 <laughs> it actually switched it it said at the beginning it's like do you want to run a nintendo mode and it yeah. would reverse a and b so that they you were bougie bitch yeah. i love it yeah but <laughs> um uh every single one of them comes with a a case now, Jake, I think you got the new case that's the two-parter. No, so th- so oh, they okay. there is a couple of versions. When they released the OLED version, there's there's two. There's the standard version, which I got, and I think my case is much the same as yours. I think actually it is the same. I think the color is different on the, yeah, on the logo. Yeah, you got, you got the OLED. You piece. got the OLED orange. Yeah. I got the, <laughs> you can tell it's the OLED you, because the black is black. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you get the uh, the expensive OLED version, they have like a, a special edition model. And, and, and like... I give Valve credit because another company out there, uh, Analog, they make a lot of FPGA consoles. And I can't stand them because it's Ooh. always the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. And they have this thing called the Analog Pocket, which is a handheld FPGA device. It looks beautiful. And I wanted one for the while, but whenever you want to go to buy one, it's never in stock. And anyway, I forget where I was going with this, but <laughs> but it was just the... Um, <laughs> I'm so angry at Analog. <laughs> but the... Sponsor oh, special editions. The, spe- the problem with analog and their special editions, everything's a special edition and it's always selling out and you can never get one. Valve out of the gate said, look, we have the standard OLED version. We have the special edition OLED version. Pretty much anybody who wants to buy a special edition, just put an order in and you get it. They just, they just kept the window open for an extended period. So anybody who wants one can get one. And it's got a translucent shell uh, and it's got a two-part case, which is kind of nice. So it's, it's interesting. So... That was going to bring me to the third party talk, right? So, yeah. Um, so, 
like chard has a really nice um uh case protector that kind of wraps around the whole thing comes around it it, it kind of mimics this line here um so that it you know has a little drop protection um there is uh who is it that makes the um oh d brand makes a d brand yes a hard shell that actually has an attachment uh backing to it and you can do things like yeah. you can attach uh like usb batteries that you can carry around you can attach kickstands you can attach you know all sorts of different stuff and then on top of that so first i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit valve unlike say nintendo or uh say sony they want you to be able to repair this yourself so they yeah. they worked with iFixit. You can buy every single part. You can buy the buttons. You can buy a motherboard. You can buy a display if you crack the display. And they have guides, and you can replace it all yourself. Now, you can go get support if you want. But if you're that person that's like, I'm just going to fix it on my own. Um, so because of that, there are groups that sell translucent, translucent colored shells. There are groups... I actually replaced my control sticks with um, yeah. Hall Effect control sticks. So these are both Hall Effect control sticks from a company called Gillikit. Um, so for those who don't know, if you've had Joy-Cons and you've experienced drift like a bunch of us have, oh, yes. Hall Effect joysticks don't necessarily have that problem because of the way they're designed. It's not a new technology. But it just They moved away from it to, to cheaper analog sticks on the Switch yeah. and the PS5 and, and Xbox, to be fair. But uh, Hall Effect sticks are really nice. So I haven't. I don't have that replacement on my on my Steam Deck. I don't. I'll be interested to see if I end up with drift on my sticks. I don't think I'm going to though. I think I think it's going to be fine. I think Valve has put more into the design side yeah. of this device than Nintendo has. Well, and what's wow. slick is if you do get a little drift, if you, if you if you want to go through support, you can. But if you want to go spend twenty yeah. bucks on iFixit and buy an original, you know, yeah, uh, PCB, you can. Um, like, I've opened a small thing. detail as even a small detail as sorry, sister. Like uh, if you've if you ever had to take apart a Joy-Con and you realize that Nintendo has this habit of using special screws and you have to get a special screwdriver for them, you don't have that problem on the Steam Deck. They use standard yeah. screws, and it's it says something about the company that's willing to just like, hey, we want you to open it if that's what you're going to do. You're going to void your warranty, but if you're going to open it anyway, we're going to make it so it's at least easier for you to do so. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've opened this three times i think um i have replaced the hard drive which is just a standard ssd on, uh hard drive a standard m.2 so i have a larger hard drive in this um yeah i mean that, that was so as far as yeah go ahead. Was, was memory sorry yeah like what's the standard memory that comes in that and then of course you can upgrade by cracking it open and replacing things or is there yeah. uh, sd card capabilities things like that there I mean, is there is so sd card goes down here Mm -hmm. and it uses the new SDXCs, which are nice and fast. So funny enough, I've noticed most games run about the same speed off of an SD card or off of a micro SD card as they do off of the hard drive. Um, as far as the uh, stock, you can purchase these. They used to have a base model that was 64 gigs, which is kind of small in these, for these yeah. days, right? But yeah. now the base model is 256 gigs. You can get all the way up to a one terabyte model. Okay. But yeah. they are all the same. The only difference that they have done between the versions is the size of the hard drive. And then the top tier gets you a anti-glare screen, which I have on mine. Um, but otherwise, like my, my youngest bought the cheapest one. We ordered them a, a larger um, M.2 hard drive, opened it up, replaced it, and just he just yeah. ran with it. So understanding that nothing we've talked about, none of the companies we've mentioned today are, are, are sponsors or anything like that. Yeah. Where can you buy these? I am sure you can get them through, of course, uh, you know, the Steam sites and all of that. Are yeah. there any brick and mortars that carry them? Any, any big box stores, anything like that? No, I feel like I've seen these. No. This is probably way out there, but I swear I, I feel like I saw a display for these uh, Best Buy once. No, but there's there's other companies that are making they're making um, handhelds to compete with the Steam Deck. They're mostly Windows based. Okay. Like there's the ROG Ally, uh, MSI has the Claw coming out. So there's other handheld devices that are kind of copying the model that Steam is doing, uh, but they're mostly focused on Windows. So you might have seen those. Those are for sure available in brick and mortar stores. But I mean, you. I ordered mine on Steam, and, and I actually ordered it basically during Christmas week, 
And I got it in three business days. So wow. even during the holidays, it, it got here before I went away for the weekend. Like that's that's pretty wild considering I'm also in Canada. I'm nowhere near their head office. So I was Wait, pretty what? amazed with shipping. That accent, I <laughs> thought you were in Texas. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, yeah, it, it seems like their production has ramped up because I think Chard and I waited yeah. maybe a little under a week um, for ours. And, um, you know, Chard, Chard lives, uh, you know, a handful of blocks away from, from you know, Valve's headquarters. Um, although I think they actually ship out of like Illinois or something like that. So, but um no, it's it's. I think it's uh it's buy on on Valve site only. They do have refurbs though that you can buy now. Yeah. Oh, um, if you wanna if you wanna go the cheaper route. Um, you know I do. <laughs> well, and like the cheaper version is is what is it? It's two fifty six gigs. That's pretty good size um, LCD model, and that's five hundred dollars Canadian. That's a pretty good price for the device you're getting, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a great device for the price. Especially when you realize you can get, I mean, you can get a 512 gig SD card for for not that much money on Amazon. So you combine that with the onboard memory, it's more than enough. So okay. OLED is nice, but the standard base model that's out there now is is a great deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I've been sitting on two questions in particular I want to save for the ending. So before we wrap up with those questions, are there any other facets or areas or anything that you all want to mention that uh, I and everybody else listening and watching need to know? I want to call out that um, everybody that I've talked to that either we've convinced to get one or has gotten one on their own has basically said the same phrase that that is absolutely worth it. Actually, I would take that back. I heard one person in another streamer's chat that said, oh, I bought it and it's just been collecting dust. And that that was that's like the one outlier. So everybody every. Oh, yes. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. So like, but, and, yeah. and Kay, Sh- Kay Schaefer says, uh, on the toilet, more like it, not the couch. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know, this is, you know, just don't yeah. drop it while you're in there, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, like for me, like I, I, I get buyers more remorse for, for gadgets more often than I want to admit. Um, and I jokingly put a post on Twitter a few weeks ago when I got it where I said, you know, like top devices are things I bought over the last 10 years that, with no regrets. And one was the Mr. FPGA. Then there's my CPAP machine <laughs> for sleep apnea. And then the Steam Deck. Those are the three things I bought in the last 10 years that I've had zero. And I mean zero regrets. Um, like for me personally with the Steam Deck, why I love it so much. I mean, I work from home, which is great. But I, I mean, and I'll, I spend at least 40 hours a week sitting at my desk, sitting at my computer, Monday to Friday, sometimes on the weekends. So like I'm, I'm at my desk way more than is healthy and way more than I want to be. Um, the Steam Deck is mobile. I can play in bed. I can go play upstairs on the couch if I want to. I can sit with the kids while, while they're watching some stupid show. <laughs> I'm so sick of Bluey, honestly. You, but, or you mentioned your kids and they're not on your buyer's remorse list. So I'm like, wait a second no. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't buy our children. Well, maybe they do down there. I don't know. I don't know how Texas does things. Storks, but, uh, my but friend. Storks. Storks. That's how Storks. it works. But in terms of like playing games, I've actually been playing games again because like I have a backlog of as we all do. I mean, we have a we have a tradition with the Sisyphean games because we have backlogs. I actually feel like I could do my backlog, at least some of these games this year, because I can play games, you know, up in the kitchen for 10, 15 minutes. And I mean, it yeah. suspends the gameplay. Yeah. So well, like I've been playing through the Yakuza series. I'm playing through Yakuza Zero, which is a game I've been wanting to play for years, but I always mm-hmm. fall off it because I don't want to sit at my computer for more than 30 minutes. Yeah. But now I can play it for 30 minutes in the toilet or in the kitchen, suspend it, go do something else, hop on the couch, play for another 30 minutes. Like it it seamlessly plays games like that. And the battery doesn't is not a hurdle. It's it's such a fantastic device for just playing games. Uh, yeah. I, I really do like it. I wish I could get in and out of the bathroom in under under 30 minutes. So well done on that one. Sounds like you're very healthy. You and I have the same problem with our, you know, (laughs) with having to primp and and prep our hair. Oh, no, I was talking about long shits, but that's fine. Oh, Um, oh. (laughs) God. And that's that's how I know it's time to go, fellas. Uh, So the two questions I've been sitting on that I want to, I want to, okay. So if I were to invest in one of these, uh, could we start playing Ark again? I think that would be. I think that'd be a lot uh, of fun. I I think Ark is verified. Hold on. 
Let me double check. Because that's I would get you on Valheim, GP. I need yeah, somebody to play actually, Valheim with me. Actually, I was gonna say if if you're interested in Ark, we should get you into Valheim. Um let's see here. Where's where's my Ark? Where's my Ark? There it is. Ark. Um let me go to the store page. All right. Uh it is verified for the Steam Deck. Ark is. I miss those days. It's been a yeah. minute. Uh, since, the, since your very first uh, attempt, I took you into a cave that was much too high level and just got you murdered. Oh, yeah. The good old days. <laughs> That's how I knew we were friends. Because who would want yeah. to invite somebody to a game they don't know anything about and purposely get them murdered? So That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question is, will it run Doom? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not it's not a pregnancy test. Yeah. Right. But, but right. it does okay. It does okay. okay. It, it Actually, has the capabilities, is what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, uh, the newer the newer versions of Doom as well play very well on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> as as does the original. So. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I was I was going to say you you were probably going to ask what the the price was, but you went you went a different direction. But uh, well, uh, Mr. Jake was talking about the Canadian dollars, which I think if it's yeah. five hundred Canadians, about eighty three, eighty four dollars American. <laughs> So I'm the remembering base model Celsius to Fahrenheit <laughs> conversions, the ahead, happy sorry. meal price. It's great. The, the <laughs> base model is $400 us. Mm-hmm. The mid tier is five fifty, and the top tier is six fifty. So, yeah. um, but I mean, remember that you're getting, you're not just getting a, a, a switch, right? A switch is nice. just yeah. a switch, right? All I can do is play switch games on it. Um, like everybody was waiting for Netflix on the switch and all of these things and nothing. Cause like, you know, it was on the Wii and all that stuff. You're right. The Wii could play it. Yeah. 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 But, um, with a, with a steam deck, you are getting an actual computer that, that runs a front end for steam games. Actually, that's a good point because one of the things that I love lately, I've been playing is a uh, Microsoft's game pass, which has cloud streaming or NVIDIA, uh, GeForce now both are cloud services where you stream games to your device you'll never be able to play those on the switch i mean like microsoft would love to be able to put game pass in the switch never going to happen you can totally do that on the steam deck and it would run just fine like there's even an app for geforce now so if there is a triple a title like you want to play with all super you know ray tracing and all its glory you could run it on geforce now no problem in the steam deck that's pretty awesome yeah okay well i'm sold i think (laughs) No, I'm sold. It There's is, no downside here. There's no math. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, the, the downside point, is, you know, the cost yeah. of entry is is a downside, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But the but, the but, you know the uh, the library is already bought and paid for. Yeah, exactly. My Steam. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. You know, like how often do Nintendo games go on sale? Fucking never, right? Yeah. I mean, how many games you bought on sale on Steam and you've never played? Probably a lot. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, how often do you look at a, at a game on Steam that's like 80% off, right? Yeah. Where like with, with Nintendo, you're like, oh, look, they gave me $10 off. Like, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to advocate for privacy or privacy. Piracy. <laughs> piracy. No, yeah. No but privacy. I have tested Yuzu. And it's, it's kind of a joke that I can play. Like, I, I played Metroid Dread. I, I mean, I have Metroid Dread and, Twilight and Tears of the Kingdom on my Switch. I played through them on the Switch. I have evidence. I have receipts, okay? I bought them. They run okay on the Steam Deck on Yuzu, surprisingly. And it's kind of a joke that it runs so well. well Enough that when Switch 2 eventually comes out this year, I think that's the rumor. I don't know if I want one. Because I've been happy playing the, mo- the, the mobile experience I get on, on the Steam Deck. I don't think I want to deal with the Switch at this point not a handheld one anyway well let's let's be clear you actually can emulate games that you own let's be clear about yes you can it's totally legal so so all thousand roms that keep the 20 i play (laughs) uh company i own every all of them them. i own all of them i believe it i believe it yeah okay well fellas um we we've uh reached our hour yeah. for our therapy session um is there anything else we should throw in there before we uh we do our salutations i just want to uh, say that um i don't i don't want anybody who may have bought in a steam deck and they've got that lcd model think they need to sell it and get an oled model it's i like the oled screen i like the extra 30 minutes of battery life totally not necessary it really isn't um i would if you do have the original steam deck enjoy it 
play on it and uh, maybe in three four years when they release steam deck 2 that's when i would look at another one i wouldn't replace it with the oled version i don't think it's worth doing that uh, but if you're going to buy one brand new today I, pr- I would probably spend the extra 150 to get the oled version yeah. That said, um, anybody that wants to buy a gently used LCD model, <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> right on. Very Hit good. me up later. Right, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll negotiate some stuff. Um, okay, <laughs> very Well, uh, before we log off, uh, Jake, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what you're up to lately? Um. So so I did buy, I'm oh. on Presby Channel. And, Sorry. Uh, so what? Since Chris asked a valid and good question before we continue on, oh, and that is, can you just get the OLED screen and replace it? And the answer, sadly, is no, is because no. it requires yeah. a different motherboard, which then would basically require the different uh, 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 control stick, circuit boards, and everything. So yeah. you'd have to basically replace all the guts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they took care to keep the same like shell and whatnot, so most accessories will work with the OLED version. There's a couple exceptions. The uh, the Gilly Kit uh, Hall Effect joystick, for example, does not work on the OLED model. You have to wait for them to do one that's for the OLED version, which I'm yeah. sure they're going to do because it's why not. But yeah. Um, so you can find me in the Presby channel. Uh, I've been working on a video. I did buy a uh, an analog joystick mod for my arcade stick behind me. I'm turning that into video and installing it. There's a lot of swearing and a lot of cursing, so I have to edit it. Also realized it uh, didn't work with the the PCB board I had, so I had to buy one. So it's a process. So I'm slowly hacking that video together soon, and I'll put that up on the uh, the channel when it's done. Love it. And uh, Sinistar, what have you been up to? Where can people find you? So what I've been up to is I've been working like a madman on my Sisyphean game. Um, I, you know what, while we're sitting here, I'm going to pull up uh, my my Steam uh, library here because in the last two weeks, I have put in 35 hours wow. into... Uh, you and Chart both, 3. man, are going to yeah. beat these games in a month. Yeah. VIP. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and honestly, there's a part of me that kind of wants to because... Um, I uh, the challenge is not just Witcher three. Witcher three is the requirement to prevent the wheel of pain, but the challenge is really to get over my problem with with open world games, right? And so I'm going to move on to some other open world game and make sure it's not just Witcher that I enjoyed so much that maybe I figured out an algorithm to to actually love open world games. So I've been Final working Fantasy on that. <laughs> is that GP? What was it your is. game? <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy X. Have you have you started it yet? I I looked at the cover for about twenty minutes okay. the other day. Okay, so I don't feel so bad because I haven't installed Street Fighter Six yet, so I have, I haven't even started. Meanwhile, Sinistar and Chard are like 30, 40 hours into their their games. I wonder where Wolf's at with his. I have to find out. Yeah, now I'm 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 in my head. I'm like, I wonder if I could take off the month of December from life, not do any of my Sisyphean game until December one. And then be like, all right, everybody, here we go. Let's do this together. And December thirty first at eleven fifty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> that was my plan with Chrono, but then I, I I decided to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh no, I've been playing that like mad. Um I do want to call out because even though I'm not streaming and I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, uh stump for my wife here. Sinstress77 has been streaming on Twitch. She just made affiliate. Woo-woo. She does Mondays and and uh, a decent amount of Thursdays. Go join her uh, for some chill games. I was yeah. follower 99 on her channel, wow. which means I was the last follower that really didn't mean anything. So that makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's good to know. It's a good feeling. But yes, wonderful shout out. Everybody go go follow that channel, which was one more time. Sinstress 77 on Twitch. Woo-woo. Love it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here on Press B with the boys every chance that I get. Uh, I appreciate you all uh, selling me on this, answering all of the hot questions that I had and people in chat had. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you're not following the channel, go ahead and do that. Um, we're also streaming simultaneously from time to time on Twitch. So you can find us Working there at Press B to Cancel. <laughs> um, Press B to Cancel.com. And you can find the podcast version on all the major carriers. So we certainly would appreciate 
any love that you can show us there. And until next week, everybody, this has been Guy Prime for Press B to Cancel saying, yeah, what, what's going on there, Sinister? Uh, our plan is the Press B Game of the Week or Game of the Year next week. Next week, yeah. That's our plan. Unless things change, yeah. next week, Game of the Year for 2023. Really Love feeling it. Marvel Snap excited. this year, guys. Really feeling it. I don't, I just, you know, I, all right, well, I'll save the words for next week, but yeah, very much looking forward to how heated and angry that's going to be. So everybody, thank you again for checking us out. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kibitz my, my pick already. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, Gollum, the precious can we edition. Him? Can we, can we mute him? Can we kill his mic? That's what <laughs> we late. need. That's what we need. Okay. Going into the next year, we need everybody to have a little panel. It has the other four members on it, and then we need to be able to give people the ability to mute other people's mics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's fair. I don't okay. know if I trust Char with anyway. that kind of power. I don't, I don't think he, uh, <laughs> we, he needs that kind of power. We're a retro well, podcast, so we'd have to we'd have to deposit quarters to make it happen. We have to have a little that, yeah. a little like you know coin slot, and we have to like katunk, and then like select who we want to mute. It's on brand, especially for our, our little opening. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, all with right. all love in the world, cheers. Uh, Press B to cancel signing off. Bye, everybody. Steamy. Bye.